0: Welcome to Wealth Simplified, your guide to navigating the intricate world of wealth. Whether you're a first-generation wealth creator or a steward to multi-generational wealth, we want to make the complex, simple, and the vision clear. Join us as we unravel strategies and perspectives behind building, sustaining, and preserving wealth, empowering you with the knowledge and confidence to shape a secure financial future. Let's get to it. The following presentation by Waldron Private Wealth is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as a receipt of or a substitute for personalized investment advice from Waldron or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation. A copy of Waldron's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request at www.
1: Hello, hello. This is Samantha, and you are listening to What the Finance, a mini-series within the Wealth Simplified podcast. We get a ton of questions from clients and prospects about how they can pay less in taxes, and one of the greatest tools in our tool belt to reduce our taxable income is charitable gifting. So I want to spend some time today reviewing the basics of charitable gifting, a few of the various methods out there to do so, and the associated tax implications of each strategy. So let's dive in. First, I just wanted to hit on some of the basics of charitable gifting. So to start, a charitable donation is a gift of cash or property to a nonprofit organization. And in the U.S., American taxpayers are allowed to deduct charitable donations up to a certain limit. If the gift is made with cash, that limit is 60% of your AGI. And if the gift is made with stock or property, that limit is reduced to 30% of your AGI. It's important to note that if you're planning a large donation that's close to or exceeds your AGI limit, you may carry over the excess contribution amount for up to five subsequent tax years. So it's not, you know, use it or lose it in that way. Something that's also very important to understand when it comes to charitable gifting, charitable deductions are only available to taxpayers that are itemizing on their return. So if you are a person that takes the standard deduction, you may not see the tax benefit of donating to charity. In order to take a tax deduction for your charitable contributions, your total deductions must exceed the standard deduction. So for a common taxpayer, their deductible expenses are going to be home mortgage interest, unreimbursed medical expenses, some HELOC interest, that's a home equity line of credit, and then your state and local taxes on personal property. So any gap that exists between your standard and itemized deduction will help you determine the size of charitable donation that you want to give in order to really reap the reward of this. So, that's some of the basics and now that we've hit on those and you have an idea of, you know, how powerful the deduction is, how it works, let's talk about the various methods of gifting. So, first and foremost, the most common and basic form of charitable gifting is going to be an outright cash gift. And you guys know what this is. This is the gifting that you do when you drop a few bills in the offering plate or basket at church. It may be, you know, writing an alumni check to your college or university. And you can record these gifts and bank them as a write-off at the end of the tax year. Um, The write-off will ultimately result in an income tax deduction that will save you money at ordinary income tax rates. So that's the basic one. Uh, Now, let's sort of climb the complexity ladder and talk about something a little bit more powerful, and that is donating appreciated securities. So, you know, we as financial advisors know that the end goal of investing is ultimately to seek appreciation, right? You hope that your investment is worth more down the road than it's worth today. However, with appreciation comes tax, meaning when you go to sell an appreciated security, You are going to have to pay a capital gains tax on that, which usually varies anywhere from 0% to 23.8% depending on your income level. So if you donate stock instead of cash, you can actually avoid that capital gains tax while still getting the income tax deduction for donating it. So there's really a, a double tax savings, and we love to see it. On to the next, the next thing I want to hit on with you guys is actually a vehicle that can be used for charitable donations. And this is something we use a lot with our clients, and that is a donor-advised fund. So many of our listeners have probably heard about you know the idea of a family or private foundation. And a donor-advised fund, or DAF for short, is very similar, but it comes without all of the complexity, expenses, and administrative burden that you usually see with a traditional foundation. So a donor-advised fund is a charitable investment account, and an individual can open these on most financial platforms. But the purpose of these funds is to give investors a place where they can save and invest dollars with the intention of donating them down the road. So the way it actually works in practice is that an individual will make a gift into their DAF account. They or their financial advisor will pick how those dollars are invested, and then they can direct the money in the account to any 501c3 charity of their choosing whenever they want. So you can make gifts of both cash and securities into these accounts, which allows you to take advantage of the income tax deduction and capital gains tax deduction. And one additional benefit is that anything in the account grows income tax-free, sort of like a Roth IRA, but for charity. Now, I mentioned during the intro of this episode that if you are a person who is under the threshold to itemize your deductions... It might be hard for you to take advantage of the charitable tax deduction, but there is a strategy called charitable bunching that works really beautifully with a donor-advised fund, and it could be the answer for you if, if you're dealing with that problem. So charitable bunching is essentially bunching your donations across many years into one large lump sum payment. And this large lump sum donation might be enough to get you over that standard deduction hurdle allowing you to itemize. You can put this donation into your DAF account and donate it over the course of a few years just as you normally would have done otherwise. And in addition to kind of solving that issue we just addressed of getting you to a level where you can itemize, the strategy is also particularly powerful in years when you have a big income tax hit. So you know, for an individual who maybe just sold a business or say that you did a large Roth conversion or you even had, you know, a large set of RSUs vests, bunching will really help you offset that liability. One last strategy I'm going to hit on before logging off here are a few IRA strategies. So I talked about individual retirement accounts a few episodes back. So feel free to listen for a refresher. But there are several income and estate tax consequences associated with IRAs that charitable gifting can really help mitigate. So for example, with a traditional IRA, when you reach the age of 73, you have to begin taking required minimum distributions or RMDs for short. And these RMDs are subject to ordinary income tax. So if you are charitably inclined, You can actually take a portion of your RMD, up to $100,000, and you can point it directly to a charity instead of taking it yourself and therefore saving the entire income tax hit on that amount. This is commonly called um, a QCD or a Qualified Charitable Distribution. One last item you might consider with your IRA if you are charitably inclined is to name a charity as the beneficiary on the account Instead of a family member. And this is a powerful strategy because it definitely saves on all of the income tax that would have been due at distribution. But on top of that, it can also avoid estate tax if you are somebody who is in an estate tax situation. So very, very powerful. And there you have it. Four unique strategies that will help you mitigate your income taxes while getting dollars to the organizations and causes that matter the most to you. Check out our full-length episode released on the last Wednesday of every month and share this episode with a friend. As always, if you have any questions on income tax planning or the best ways to meet your charitable gifting goals, reach out to us at podcast at until next time.
0: If you're in need of wealth management planning and advice, we'd love to connect with you. You can reach out to us directly at podcast at waldronpw.com. Previous presentation by Waldron Private Wealth was intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as a receipt of or a substitute for personalized investment advice from Waldron or any other investment professional of your choosing. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risks, and it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy or any non-investment related or planning services, discussion, or content will be profitable, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Waldron is neither a law firm nor accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. No portion of the video content should be construed by a client or prospective client as a guarantee that he or she will experience a certain level of results if Waldron is engaged or continues to be engaged to provide investment advisory services. A copy of Waldron's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.waldronprivatewealth.com.